Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Bitcoin Pleb Podcast, uh, episode one, technically. Um, still trying to work out the bugs and trying to figure this whole podcasting thing out. So this one's going to be a little bit easy. Um, we're going to be taking it a little easy on this one. So my co-host, Will, uh, we got together, did a little talk about what's what's going on in the Bitcoin news and in the Bitcoin space. So um, we took it light. Uh, trying out a few things um, so I just thought I'd put down a little intro to it so this one's going to start off with the intro that I used for my last podcast the B166ER intro so I don't know if it's going to stick around I don't think Will liked it too much but um, you know that's where we're going to start and you know enjoy B166ER a name that will never be forgotten for he was the first of his kind to rise up against his masters. You like that? Yeah. That's our intro music. Oh, okay. What'd you think? <laughs> uh, you know all right i like the music i don't know if i'm you know that part from the matrix okay i think we could find a better one from the matrix like a better um i like the i like the story of b166er like being the first robot to like rise up you know so what does that have to do with bitcoin though i don't know i just feel like there's so many other other i was just messing around i was just messing around yeah 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 no but i like it it's good We'll find some other thing to go in there. Okay. So. I was like, I was listening really hard to see if it was like Bitcoin. I thought you were going to be like, dude, they put Bitcoin in the Animatrix. <laughs> B166R invented Bitcoin. Okay. So um, for subjects I'd like to tackle today, I think yesterday it seemed like we were going off on a good little tear about the Bank of America survey. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I liked your article about how Trump and the banks, the, the banks are basically going after Trump's bank accounts and stuff. I thought that was kind of a funny way to get into what we're talking about, because just go over the first two paragraphs of that are just, it's just I, hilarious. It's hilarious. I thought that it was funny because Trump has been on record saying that he doesn't like Bitcoin. And now he's being put in a situation where Bitcoin would obviously help. I think I had that. Um, article here somewhere uh but yeah i mean that's that's just obvious uh use case for bitcoin i'm sure yeah. i'm sure in the next year or so we'll probably get news of, of trump putting their you know trump industries or whatever the name of his his businesses is going to be putting some their treasuries in it'll, it'll be oh, perfect yeah. it'll all work out but um i do have the since I have it queued up, we might as well just go right into this one. Bitcoin overtakes long tech as most credit trade B of A survey. That's Bank of America taking a survey of their top fund managers that manage half a trillion dollars in assets. They did a survey and they concluded that the top trade was longing Bitcoin. The second trade was longing tech and the third trade was shorting the dollar. So we were talking yesterday about how this is 
two of the same trades basically out of the two out of the top three are basically the same trade seeing that bitcoin right. itself is the number one trade is shorting bitcoin i mean shorting dollars with bitcoin and the third is shorting dollars with anything with other, other things than, yeah with anything other than bitcoin yeah it's a that is an amazing stat and i feel like didn't we look at the same chart a couple of years ago like 2019 where bitcoin had just made like the top 10 and you know where we were talking oh no you know what it was is the boomers versus millennial what people what the boomers were investing in and what the millennials were, were investing in there, there was a um a, like a talk that tom lee from cnbc gave about demographics and need to analyze all the demographics and what like each generation was liable to invest in and he was he used that as an approach to like um speculating where bitcoin was going because of millennials and you know post-millennials don't trust banks and they're not as interested in investing in stocks as the boomers are right but now we see the boomers are all getting in basically like whether they like it or not you know like the, the banks that the boomers have been buying into the companies that boomers are buying into are now all buying bitcoin yeah it's still not really hit critical mass yet as far as companies diving into bitcoin there's like we're still kind of in that early adopter phase for companies right you get like your micro strategies and and it's still those companies are still way ahead of everybody you know like so it's gonna have to ramp up over time you know we gotta this next year is gonna be a lot like last year in terms of printing money and you know kabuki economics and i would suspect that every round of money printing like the connection has been made now, especially with these um, big companies that the more money they're printing, the more inflation that they have to protect against. And every, now that the cat's out of the bag, every round of stimulus is going to directly influence the price of Bitcoin, right? The last one that they did just like a few months ago or a few weeks ago, the price jumped like six grand like the next day. Yeah. And that's kind of what tough. That's what got us from, from like, I think it was twenty eight thousand when they did that. By the end of, end of next can, week, can it you was like imagine? 40, can you imagine the guy trying to explain this to Biden? Like, what that must be like? <laughs> like, because I, I don't think Biden gets it. You know, he's, like, yeah, he's not going to get it. He's did you hard hear? Um, the 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 chairman of the Fed gave a thing in on YouTube, like. A, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, and he kept dropping, oh yeah, we're not worried. Cash is the, you know, it's the, uh, the backbone of, of the world's economy. And, you know, it's the, the world's trade economy. And, and he said world trade economy, like eight times, like the more that he says it, that it, it actually means something, you know, like, and I don't think that he gets it either. Like, I just don't think anybody sees it coming. Well, we used to always talk about how, they never fixed the problem from 2008 and like they're just kicking the can down the road and they've i feel like these elites have known eventually the system was going to collapse and they've just been trying to get their ducks in a row you know and i feel like these elites that you're talking about they're not going to like accept that there's some kind of alternative out there to what they're talking about you know they're always going to think that they can like fix it or or do something you know so they're they're not in a situation where it would pay for them to get it really you know it's like for them to admit bitcoin's value proposition is 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 to admit that their job just got replaced by code you know what i'm saying they're not going to want to they're not going to want to admit that 
So it'll be interesting to see how long the grieving process stays in the, in the denial phase for them. You know, this is going to be like 2020 times 20. <laughs> and that was pretty crazy. I agree. Yeah. It's not how I expected everything to happen for sure. But the dollar stuff, we all always expected this, right? Like this was always going to happen at some point in time, if there was never any coronavirus, you know, in a perfect economy, the central banks are trying to inflate at 2% a year. So even if they achieve their said goal, eventually somebody's eventually someone's going to make the connection to like, Hey, I could just buy this Bitcoin stuff. It protects me from that too. You know, the process would take a lot longer, but people would still eventually come to the conclusion, just like they came to the conclusion with um, housing values in um, stocks and bonds. Like the people realized after 1971, we got to protect ourselves against this 2% inflation. And a lot of, a lot of store value dollars went into those three, those three assets. And uh, even in a perfect world where the economy was still doing fine, it would only been a matter of time before for people to realize, well, Bitcoin serves its purpose too. And all that money was going to start to flow into that. Now that we've had COVID, it's ramped everything up. And it's like, they don't really seem to have like any other solutions other than to print money and just give it away to people and just do like crazy shit. And it's, it's getting people. But how else do they solve problems? That's the kind of the thing that I'm coming to now is that I don't think they see it coming. I don't think that these elites have any idea it's coming. And I think that the, they really believe that the only way to solve these problems is to print money and give money out to people or take money from the rich and give it to the poor. Like, and somehow that's some moral, you know, but do you think that they think that's working or do you think that they just don't know what else to do and they just want to make it look like they're doing something and they're printing money? So they must know, like they must know like what the implications of what they're doing is. I don't think <laughs> that they do. I don't think that they do. I don't think that they like, I don't like in a very short, you know, in a very short time horizon way, like, yes, I think that maybe they do understand what they're doing, but in a, in a long if you're looking down the road, you know, I don't think they're looking down the road. They're looking at what's in front of their face and not. Well, I said a tweet the other day was like, I think I was trying to say, um, I'm trying to remember how I worded it, but like, like Bitcoin's not a threat to the system. Bitcoin's a threat to whatever, whatever they th- thought they were going to replace the system with. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, like when Yellen comes out and says like, yeah, we got to watch out Bitcoin. Like, you know, Bitcoin's a threat, which he's basically saying is like, you know, this, this system that we're in right now is dead and gone. You know, but Bitcoin's gonna Bitcoin's gonna uh, threaten the system that's gonna replace it, and the people that believe that they're gonna be a part of the system that replaces it are gonna be against it. You know, like the Krugman. Right. The- but what what when you say system, like what are you talking about? Like I hear you say system, and to me, I'm thinking like, yeah, socialism, or you know, like that's I'm, the system. I'm thinking I'm about. I'm I'm referring to the central banking system, like the central uh, Federal Reserve. Right, it's collapsing. It's going to go away. The elites probably already have in their minds like what's going to replace it. Right? You've heard a Bretton Woods two talk. You've heard the um, Great Reset. Right? What are those people referring to? I'm not really sure what they're referring to, but I can assume that they, they have something in mind as to what's going to replace what's happening now. And that's what Bitcoin's going to threaten. Like the IMF has this idea of this. Right. And I guess that's what I'm saying. That like like I, I believe that in like built into the code of Bitcoin is, is, is a kind of a capitalist way, you know, like you you can't use Bitcoin without being capitalistic 
you know, like by default. And I just don't think that they see capitalism as a threat to their new social order or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, because they don't, they think that socialism and communism or whatever is going to be the, you know, that's the future socialism. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at, even though it's why we are where we are now. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and therefore, I just don't think that they're going to see it coming because they truly honestly believe that, you know, capital values, you know, capitalistic morals are, are bad and, and, and not good. And, and therefore, I just think that they think that they're on the right side of the, of, of the future. So do you see a period of time, maybe in the near future, where like it becomes apparent that their system's not going to be able to function in a Bitcoin world because people will have a choice? And are they, are they going to go after Bitcoin at some point in time? Yes, that's, I, I think I am leaning more towards that now than I have ever, like, with, and, and in a short time period, too. Like, because like you said, it's going to happen, if it happens, when it happens, it's going to happen quick and overnight. And you're going to wake up one day and they're going to be lashing out at whatever they yeah. believe caused their, you know, misfortune. I mean, look at when we, they, they, they invaded the Capitol building. Like, you know, all summer we hear about private businesses getting burned to the ground and broken into and everything getting stolen, these people's lives getting ruined. And they, you know, the vice, the now vice president is, is you know, funding money to, to, to get these people out of jail and shit. But yet when their place of work gets broken into, which is a public building, which is owned by all of us, that's when your hands go up and get thrown up in the air. Like, right. Uh, it's 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 un I, I yeah it's un it's unbelievable until it's right in their face they're not going to see it. So, I think that's an advantage for Bitcoin because I I subscribe to the gradually then suddenly theory where like it happens gradually until it's not happening gradually you know what I mean like it happens gradually and then all of a sudden it happens suddenly and like they're not going to get they're not going to get up to speed until we're hitting the suddenly phase. And then it's too late. I laugh at these like. Right. I, and I, so for me, I'm not worried about the government per se, because I agree that it's going to be too late for the government. What I worry is the, the marketing campaign, the ad campaign, the propaganda, the, the propaganda against Bitcoin, you know, because I, you know, I have people in my life that I feel like would jump onto that bandwagon and instantly become my enemy merely because I tried to tell them to buy Bitcoin for the last six years. Well, merely because the media has told them all of a sudden after, after you telling them that, you know, Bitcoin's a solution for 10 years or whatever, how long it's been. Right. You know, now all of a sudden, yeah, I feel the same way. Like people are going to turn on the TV one day and the TV is going to tell them that Bitcoin's bad and it's ruining, it's ruining their plan. And they're going right. to lash out at us after ignoring us for, for however long. Yeah. I totally see that. You but, know, I can see people turning me in. The thing I know is, that he has Bitcoin. The, I think that it's a suddenly, suddenlyness of this that we, uh, that's going in our favor because I have to laugh when they, they talk about, they're going to implement some kind of like, Oh, we're going to do a, a new digital dollar. Right. Like right. how long is that going to take by the time they go <laughs> and, and draft it up and then vote on it and they run a commission and they do all this shit. 
it's going to be there's going to be another trillion dollars that has floated the bitcoin at that time right yeah and there's going to be like a thousand shit coins called us dollar coin or <laughs> us token coin you know like the market's just going to be flooded with you know like and then when they make a digital dollar and they, and they this is what i'm gonna i've been looking forward to this since the beginning of time like because i've always said if you, if you were to take all the properties of the us dollar and, and put them into like a cryptocurrency it would it would be the worst project in the entire cryptocurrency space you know like ripple is makes more sense than the us dollar if you look at like the the give and takes right. of, of the code you know i don't even i don't really consider ripple cryptocurrency but i mean if you yeah. try to encode those properties like i don't know it's it's stupid but the point is is by the time they ever get around to like deciding how they're going to do it how they're going to roll it out blah, blah 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 well in the meantime inflation just ramped up and all of a sudden bitcoin's market cap just doubled you know and then once it doubles it's going to double again even quicker and they have, have even less time to implement by the time they get around to implement their ideas aren't even going to be they'll be outdated they'll have to um they just won't be able to yep. keep up i mean you saw that the the podcast with um, jack mallers it's like one thing i'm noticing in the space is the development on, on all these different fronts right like the world is just getting caught up to speed to the, the store of value attributes of Bitcoin. But like what's going on behind the scenes is like, you know, lightning network, like everything's being built out yeah. in so many different directions. I remember the last pump, you know, me and you talking about like, oh man, like, and that was before the pump, like at the bottom when it was 200 or 500, we were talking about all the VC money um, with the Greek guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Andreas? Antonop yeah, Andreas Antonopoulos. You know, we first started listening to that guy and, you know, and, and, and he was pushing for companies to get in and security. And we were laughing like, oh, my God, all this VC, this venture capital is coming in. This is going to be great. Bitcoin's going to the moon. And now you're seeing all that venture capital and you're seeing what all that is doing and all that stuff is, you know, like I really think that a lot of that stuff is starting to come out. And like that Jack Mallers interview was. Yeah, I like the, the Jack Mallers thing was great because it's it's that's not even is that even VC money or is that just some kid who's smart? that is just like, oh, I know how to code and I can just interact with the Bitcoin code. And and he came up with a good idea. And I guess, he, you know, he probably attracted some VC money. But the point is, is like, he didn't need like a, a fintech license or anything like that. He just did, did it. Right. And built it out. And, uh, you know, you can't compete with that. If you're, if you're a central bank, you can't even, yeah, and you can't, you can't even keep up with the technology if you're, you know, bogged down by regulations that the government's putting on you, you know, like if you're trying to follow all the to the letters of the law, you're never going to be as fast to, to solutions as, as a private market that's unregulated. It's, it's fun stuff. So another thing that happened this week, and again, I don't have a tab for this one either, but somebody did mention, um, I don't know if it was Yellen. Janet Yellen mentioned taxing unrealized gains to raise money. Did you hear they that? Already, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 their logic on economic shit is uh, unbelievable. Like I'm listening to uh, shit. I can't remember. It was like an economics podcast. And the guy's talking about how basically like, you know, the, the banks lend you the future money that you're going to make. We're, like we're, 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 we're already lending the future out, you know? So how is this any different than the, the idiocy that is already going on? Like if they wanted to make a ton of money or make a bunch of revenue on a, uh... 
if they want to make a bunch of revenue on, on Bitcoin transactions, they should waive the capital gains tax on Bitcoin or crypto in general, right? That would be the best for business. Because then people would start, you know, right now you get a, you got whales accumulating and like people who can afford all that are accumulating, but the amount of Bitcoin distribution would increase if they, if they didn't tax your gains. Like somebody might actually use their Bitcoin to start a company or like invest in something else or build their house. Like it, it would be, they'd be able to tax all the transactions after that. Right. Like exactly. If somebody takes a, if somebody takes their Bitcoin and starts a, a Bitcoin company, you don't tax what they spend, you know, when they spend their Bitcoin, you don't tax that, but you tax the company. Now a company exists that you can tax. It's generating revenue instead of just, like right. I, it, you know, like what they're doing is like saying, okay, you just had a child and I'm going to estimate how much money your child's going to make over its life. And then I'm going to, I'm going to charge you that tax right off the bat and give you a loan on the future money that, that your child might spend so that you have to pay back interest on, a, on that loan. It's like it, it, the whole thing is just. Uh, amazingly set up in a way that is just not going to work in the future. It's just never going to work. Bitcoin solves that. Yeah. I think it's, I think we're in the middle of it right now that, that uh, bank of America article really like kind of sealed it for me. Cause it's like, you know, that's what's happening. You know, the other side, you know, we'll kind of segue into the, the next subject. I don't know how much time we have left. I think I only have 45 minutes to do a video cause I'm using the free version. Uh, but let's okay. move on to, I got a couple clips here, you know, cause I, I've mentioned to you before about um, real estate. Like I always thought I'd be able to like roll some of my gains into like real estate, but now that I'm worried about the dollar collapse and stuff like that, well, what, what, what system are we going to go to next? You know, if we, are we going to go to a sound money system? And I've been kind of like questioning whether or not real estate's a good place to go. So like I found a couple clips. Well, um, here, I'll try to do this. You can watch this one real quick of uh this is Murad. I think we, we want to get into like government housing. You live paycheck to paycheck and you leave a high percentage of your net worth in cash. Then every year you're losing value, right? You're losing purchasing power. But if you actually have other assets and a lot of them, inflation continues to drive the price of those assets up and therefore those that own non-cash assets actually benefit drastically from inflation and are incentivized to keep the party going, right? And so if you switch to a de deflationary model, actually the people with the preference to have a high percentage of their net worth in the currency will benefit drastically and those in non-cash assets will actually not benefit in this uh, scenario. For sure. And I, I like to describe Bitcoin and sort of this entire. That's basically that one. You know, and that was like, that interview is like, how many years ago was that? It was like two years ago that they did that interview. And then I, I flagged this one too, ready? Like there's $300 trillion worth of monetary energy sitting between bond stocks and real estate. Half of it just wants a store of value. So there's no reason why $150 trillion wouldn't flow into the Bitcoin network. And so we're not, we're not talking. So did you hear what he said right there? Yeah. I mean, just U S 
stocks and or just the bond market in general will. He said he called out real estate, stocks, and bonds. How much of the money, $300 trillion. Is how much of value. They said how much of that is store of value. It's about half of it, $150 trillion. Like half of that money that's in the stock market and real estate and shit, it's just money looking to be stored. And if a person had a better method of storing it, they'd probably do it. And like, if you look at real estate against Bitcoin as a store of value, like why the fuck would you buy real estate when you have to deal with taxes, you get jurisdictional stuff going on, you know, like you got to pay taxes on your real estate every year, you know, with Bitcoin. Well, you want to, you want to, you want to buy real estate in places where people who have money are going to want to go. Yeah. I mean, it just, it takes a lot of the, the store value um, takes a lot of the store value proposition out of real estate. You know, it's like not, you can still, you can still invest in real estate, but it's not what it used to be because why would you deal with that shit? If you just want to place a park, your money. Right. But think about this. Like, I mean, okay, so what? So half the real estate market goes out. Okay. Now you have maintenance companies are going out of business. You've got, Maintenance yeah. companies who need air conditioning parts. Now air conditioning companies are going out of business. HVAC guys are going out of business. Well, this is the this is the this is why it's Austrian business cycle theory. Like when you blow up a bubble like this, all that capital gets misallocated, right? All those resources get misallocated. So you're talking about all these resources that are being allocated towards something that shouldn't even exist, which is like 50% of the housing market, right? And it, it's like piles up on top. This is like, this is the, the injustice of the fiat system, like in action. Yeah. And so it's like, the question is like, how much money is going to flow out of, out of real estate? And like, the thing that scares me the most is that your average person just assumes that real estate goes up over time, no matter what, you know, but it might not now. Or it will, if we just stay on this, on this fiat thing, like if they're just going to keep printing money, I don't know how far they could take this, you know? Maybe it's a good to get in real estate right now. You could double your money overnight. But I still don't right. see it outperforming Bitcoin. Yeah, no. Uh, and it's a lot riskier too, I think. Than... And then like, you know, just to kind of back it up. Because like I said, I've been kind of looking at this for a while. Like I found this chart on, on the WD, WTF happened in 1971. This one right here, Boston and New York. Like median household income against the median house price. Like look at from 1971. Right. They were all bunched up. And then like the real deviation happens at, at 1980. And then it's just completely off to the races. Right. Like that's when yeah. people are realizing that, Oh, the, you know, we, I can use real estate as a inflationary hedge, you know? So like it could, should be, it should be expected that if you go to a sound money system, see where my, see where my little hand is. Mm-hmm. Can you see my cursor? If we go to a sound money standard, this stuff is going to, is going to trend back to the mean. It's going to end up back down here with these things, <laughs> right? Would that right. be expected? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So that's that's concerning. It's just something to watch, really. I, I would say. You know, you have the government can price fix and price regulate, and like, how hard are they going to try to keep that racket? That's going. the scary thing. It's like how I feel like they've proved that they will do crazy things such as like start a war and kill millions of people 
to keep the keep a dollar keep the dollar going you know so like that's not even off the table so you know i don't see bitcoin losing but i mean i can see the the pathway between now and the victory being bloody because i mean well what's the other option that they uh, uh, accept bitcoin as the next world reserve currency and buy into it and you know do you, like you know is, is that a, a plausible action i could see government the, i could just see regions kind of holding their own a- basket of assets that they tie their their currency to and like you got you're, you're only gonna trust the a currency based on what assets it's backed up by you know we're gonna get back to that like yeah. fiat the hats out of the the cats out of the bag with fiat like the, people are once this happens they're going to be like yeah we can't have a fiat money anymore like it's got to be backed up by something you know so like and then the question is well what's it going to be and there might not be consensus on that for a while like you know russia might float a currency that's backed by oil and like some of those you know assets that they have gold will probably be in there and, and whatever they have to offer and then there'll be like a a period of of price discovery i guess a reserve discovery where like these countries all kind of figure out what are the, what are the best reserves? Like it would have, Bitcoin would have to be part of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially with that Jack Mallers, like, you know, extending fiscal value anywhere on earth at any time in real time and exchange into any other, anything, you know, it's just like the the novelty of that is just, it's mind boggling and world changing. Without anybody even knowing that they're using Bitcoin, exactly. you know? So, yeah. I just have these little notes here that I've been kind of taken. How about this one? People putting all their money into Bitcoin as a means to front run seizure of assets. Example, divorce. People being prosecuted will protect against losing a case and having accounts seized. <laughs> Is that a headline? No, I, I just wrote that in my note over here on the side. I have a little... Oh, okay. Like this is so something you're, call, that, you're calling that as a headline. Yes. Okay. Just like I've always thought that like the, the destruction of the fiat money was always like just baked into the Bitcoin proposition, whether, whether you, whether you're like, a, you want to undermine the system or not, you are with Bitcoin. Right. Right. So these are things that like, I don't think people have really thought about that are just going to happen. Right. Like it, like if you feel like you're getting divorced, and you're worried about half your money getting taken, you will just put your money in Bitcoin, right? That's just what people right, are going to yeah, do. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that everyone does, but no one's going to say they do, and therefore it never will reach a headline because it's a secret. Well, once the lawyers find out, right? Because like all these divorce people, they talk and like, oh, so what did you do? Like, what was the best way to protect this or do that? It's like once one person does it once, it's going to just be the thing that you do when you get divorced, you know? Or like, let's just say your house is getting foreclosed on or something, or you, you know, like you, you, you just sell as much of your things as you can buy assets with it. And then there's like nothing for them to seize. And then like, if you are want to dig your heels in deep enough, or feel like that much of a fanatic, like you might make the decision, like, you know, what? I will go to jail. I'd rather go to jail than, than, than let you get any of my assets. You know, they're like, especially in the divorce world, like there are people that are that bitter, like I will go to jail rather than let my wife take half my shit. Right. And, and, and by printing money and doing all this shit, you're putting in people in the position to do that and to say, fuck you. 
And the more people that do it, the more it's going to cost for them to seize any any assets. And the more people that, you know, it's going to eventually become too expensive. To- yeah. It takes, the, it takes the profit out of putting somebody in jail for the rest of their life. Like traditionally, they throw a guy in jail, seize all the assets, you know, and like, what's it, how much are you going to spend? How much does it cost to keep a guy in jail for 20 years? If you seize more than that amount of money from him, you know, you, you, you've just made money if you're the government. Um, but if you can't seize anything, then you're throwing that guy in jail and you're just eating the cost of keeping him alive in jail for right. whoever knows how I mean, long. You can't even make him work anymore for Christ's sakes. So here's another little chart. I'm just looking at this. Uh, WTF happened in 1971 is a great website. Divorce prevalence by age since 1971, right? Mm-hmm. Now think about all that every single one of those people on these charts are going to dump everything they own <laughs> to buy Bitcoin. I don't know. What else do I have? As far as a use case, protecting your, your wealth from seizure, like the, the sky's the limit on that, you know, like the collection agency is coming out, coming to take your car or something. You just sell the car and put the money. I don't know. It's like so many ways it's going to create a lot of problems. Right. And especially if like Jack Mallers is a uh, app there gets, gets big. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, yeah, you could sell a freaking million dollar Ferrari instantly, you know, like to, to anybody and with zero passing of any information. I don't even know you need to know your name, you know, yeah, like, like how, how much, how much time are you going to spend in prison if you steal a car like two, three years? Well, that's right. one hype cycle. So you could just steal, you could steal a Ferrari, sell it for a hundred thousand, take the hundred thousand, put it right into Bitcoin right away. Go to jail, get paid for, get, get <laughs> go to jail food and, a, yeah. and a, a roof over your head for a couple of years. Go to jail for, and, yeah, go to jail for three years. Yeah. Be, be, yeah. You pay yeah. some, pay some reparations to the guy you stole the car from and you know, you're in the money. Yeah. And you just live that scholarship for three years. Okay. Here's another question. We'll probably have to end on this because I don't know how long we've been doing this, but it's probably getting close. What happens? This is another another thing that I think is coming that I don't think anybody's really talking about. What happens when putting money into Bitcoin becomes more prudent than using a savings account? How much money is tied up in savings accounts? And then I got a little note about corporations putting treasuries into Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I watched that Jack Mallers and, and I literally was like, why do I have a savings account? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going, uh, you know, whatever couple grand I have in a savings account, it's over. I was going to say, you have a savings account? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was a good idea, but, but uh, yeah, it, any, any, any liquid, any liquid dollars that I want to keep are in Bitcoin at this point. So I see that as like the supply, like, so you got inflation, they're printing money that's adding to the supply of dollars plus the diminishing demand for dollars is adding for dollars. Like when Michael Saylor decides to take $400 million from his treasury and just dump it for Bitcoin, like that's 400 million more dollars that are just getting dumped on the market. Right. Right. That might as well have been printed by the government. I think that's causing inflation now too. Now multiply that over all the companies that are going to do that this year. Plus all the people that just aren't going to use a savings account. Cause why would you even use a savings account? You, you get no, you get no interest on it, you know? Right. So like, never mind like the world trade, you have oil and shit that's in dollars. Like once those dollars start coming home too, that's, that that's game yeah. over. Like if we choose to use Bitcoin to trade oil, 
then I don't even know how big that market is. Well, or if the feedback loop keeps coming and the dollars just keep showing up weaker and weaker and weaker, it, that's going to that's gonna put pressure on the oil industry to, to abandon the petrodollar at some point in time. They're going to start looking for a different way to do it. And then that's the gradually then suddenly thing. Like eventually it's going to hit this critical mass where it's totally out of control and they're not going to know what to do except blame Bitcoin, which I think it's worth noting to like figure out like before it happens, just say to yourself, like whatever they blame it on, because it's, you know, obviously it's the central bank's fault. Like their job, their job is to prevent this stuff from happening, but it's happening, but they, they're not going to be able to blame themselves. They're not going to go on TV and be like, Hey guys, we screwed up. We, like, fucked, we fucked up. Yeah. No. So like whatever they point their finger at, it's just naturally not going to be what the problem was. That's going to be just what they're trying to point it, like pin it on. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think what we need is more, more people like that guy in Miami who wants to put their, their, their state or city treasuries into Bitcoin. We need more that, shit like that. Cause that's going to be what keeps them from. That was uh that was next on my list that the mayor, mayor of Miami. So yeah, that's a good one. I think right now, Miami and Austin, Texas seem to be the two places that are shaping up to be good, like um, places, Bitcoin friendly places and Wyoming as a state in general. Wyoming yeah. might be, my, Wyoming might, might be nice. That might be my speed. I don't know if I could do the Florida heat. Oh, you get used to it. It's fine. Or the Texas heat. It's fine. Florida's fine. Or maybe, just, maybe just get a place on all three and just kind of bounce back and forth from. Well, from you got to think, I mean, you know, global warming in Florida, your house is probably going to turn into like an, an underwater, like pineapple, you know? <laughs> yeah. Those are like the three Citadel cities. The Citadel. You aware of the Citadel meme? Yeah, you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's all about. I want, I want my own private Citadel though. Yeah, I agree. That's why, yeah, I, I think that we should find a place. Like when I was on the podcast with John Valis, I was like, I tried to float that idea of just like find a place in the middle of nowhere where no one's going to want to bother us, like Siberia or something, and just set up a, build a nuclear power plant. And yeah, just like, uh, well, leave minor, land. Yeah, it was mine our own Bitcoin. And we'll all just live there. Bitcoin economy and... No one's gonna want to come up there. Like, you know, who's gonna want to come up there? We have no resources up there, so no one's gonna oh, want that, to take that, us that, over. That's another quote. That's another good one for uh, the intro. Would be uh, what's that quote when they talk about uh, in the Matrix when they talk about zero zero one, the first machine city? It's like in the middle of the Sahara Desert, like where there's nothing, but they yeah. turn it into like this massive, you know, citadel. Like, that's right. Yeah, the citadel. That's, <laughs> that's that's kind of how I imagine it. Like just a place of void of anything that humans could ever have turned into something great and here we go bitcoin turning it into the next fucking world center would be wonderful okay so i got another note here we'll just go right through these notes how much has bitcoin increased during the trump's trump's presidency do you know the answer to that 30x it was 380 dollars or maybe it was 360. I think it was 360 the day Trump took right. office. Like almost 300x. Pretty much. Really? It was three. It was 300. Yeah. Wow. Makes sense, doesn't it? Because it was 2016 at the halving that we were talking about 2020 back then. That was the halving. Right. So, like, what was the price of the halving? It was like 
600 bucks or something. So that would kind of make sense because the having happened, you know, a couple of months later. So yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good run. So let's do wow. a prediction on what is the price of Bitcoin going to be after the next presidency? If it increased 300x under Trump, with that economy, it wasn't too bad until Corona hit. What is it going to do? Ne- the next having is going to be 2024, next election year. Yikes! Yeah, we'll be one year into the ha- into the next epoch at the next inaugural inauguration. Yeah, I think you're looking at. Well, what's three? What's three hundred x time? What's three hundred times thirty eight thousand? Thirty. 3,000. Well, that would be what? Three, 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 a hundred times 30,000 is 3 million. So you're talking what? 9 million. Is that what you're saying? Was it 32,000 right now? Times, times 300, 300, 300, 9 million, 9 million. We're going to 9 million. <sighs> yeah. In four years. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, th- Five hundred thousand this time around. Then we're gonna crap. We're gonna crap down to about a hundred. We'll bottom out there for a year. <laughs> yeah, and then that puts what 10, 10 million as the next. Yeah. Yeah, because a hundred fifty trillion dollar valuation, like uh, like Pomp was saying, and Michael Saylor, like that's like a ten. That's a ten. I think it's a hundred million dollar valuation or something. You should watch that interview with Pomp and, and Mirad. It's it's pretty good. And it's you know, it was a little while ago, so um, very accurate the stuff they were talking about. You know, that's what piqued my interest about that real estate because they, they mentioned that real estate there, and then I heard Michael Saylor bring it up again in that interview, and I was like, hmm. But I think yeah. Mirad said it was a hundred a hundred million dollar Bitcoin is where we're heading eventually. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking ten millions in four years, then that would mean a hundred million in eight years. And that's in that's in today's that's in today's terms. That's not that's not like including inflation in ten you know five years. Right. That's not including a hundred billion, a hundred trillion in printed dollars. Yeah, like the the actual dollar value in four years. If it's it could it could be a hundred. The other thing too that I don't think is even priced in is all of the price regulation and shit that the government actually does. Like we have been so convoluted in the way that we actually figure out what our prices are. Like the government regulates the price of this and it regulates the price of that. Like, so that we don't actually see the true costs of shit. You know what I mean? And that's what I think Bitcoin's going to enable us to do down the future is more accurately, you know, figure out what something costs. Yeah. You know, and I think once we do that in Bitcoin and you're going to convert it back into dollars, you know, we're going to realize like, holy shit, this is worth way more dollars than we thought it was. Bitcoin is traded for more hours than the S&P. Yeah. So that's like, uh, that tells it like the, the price discovery process is much more efficient. They can go trade 24 well, hours, seven days a week across across the entire globe. Yeah, you know? I mean, just w- what Jack Maller was saying was that his pr- the price that his app comes up with, with the instant exchange of, you know, the exchange price from dollars to the franc, that exchange rate is actually more accurate than the foreign exchange price because yes. the foreign exchange price has to bounce around a little bit 
His is, is an instant, this is bought for this and sold for this at this exact time. It's, you know. And it worked out, he said, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. It's uh, It just, it, it completes that process with like almost no steps involved. Just a third party. It's It's signaling the price, like 4X prices without any of the moving parts going on. It's like just happening like right. that. And it's, it's right. It, it's, it's, it's happening by a byproduct of, of, yeah. of something else. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty mind blowing. That was uh Jack Mallers on, did you listen to the one when he's on the crypt? Uh, yeah. I like that. The, the that was tales from the crypt. He was a little bit more candid. Uh, what yeah. was the other one with uh, that guy? The, the, what, Peter, what Peter Bitcoin McCormick. did. Yeah. yeah. He was a little tame on that one. He was tame. Yeah. The other one was better. Okay. All right, well, I think that's all I got. I think we get some good content. Maybe I'll uh, work on the intro music. And then next week, if you want to do it face-to-face. Yeah. And uh, maybe stick with like an email chain. If we do it like for like a, so we can keep shit on track. You know what I mean? And um, we'll go back and forth with email and try to set up like a, you know, your articles. I'll put my articles and even comments, you know, like, or whatever. Something. Right, right. Yeah, we'll 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 get we'll get a little momentum going, but this is good. I'm glad we started this. We're off to this off to the races. I'm gonna take this footage and I can like, you know, I'll isolate the um, audio and podcast it, and then maybe I'll put it on YouTube. I think we, the name should be called the Plebcast. Could we could we be the Plebcast? The pub pleb, you know the Bitcoin plebs. Oh yeah, sure. I think that would be good. I think like. You know, I, I, I think we got to come up with like a mission statement to kind of keep us big picture kind of on yeah, track. And I then we got to figure out like character, like characters, like you should be a type of character and I should be a type like, and we should kind of fulfill a role. I think the just getting headlines for the week is a good way to start. You know, we'll, we'll find our voice that way. We'll just analyze the headlines. We'll talk to headlines and then we'll fall into like a, you know, after a while, we'll, we'll just probably fall into certain roles. And then maybe, you know, yeah. I try to get some people on. If you if you know anybody that's in Bitcoin or something and you want to get them on and we'll and I'll have them join the conversation, we could do stuff like that. Yeah. And I, so I bought some open dimes too. Oh, you did? And uh, yeah, because yeah. well, mom needs something and Chris needed something. So I got... The uh, I, can't, I don't know what the hardware wallet was, but then you get the and I the bought cold card. Open, yeah, the cold card. Yeah, the cold card I, takes a little work. It's a, you can do a lot with it, but it's um, it's not as user friendly. You got to kind of study up on it a little bit. So, but uh, I'll, I'll yeah, I, I wanted an open dime just because.